yes, this is a test episode. As you can see, I still had that up there <laughs> for um, the BYLK Two Cents Live. So I'm still trying to figure out what days I want to go live, but I know that I'll go live um, two to three days out of the week just to talk about things and to connect with, with you guys and see what's going on in the world. So this is just a test episode. I don't really have like any set things that I want to talk about or that I research. This is just things just going through the internet. I'm just trying to figure everything out. Where is my lip gloss? I do not have my lip gloss, but it's going to be okay. Because right now it is August 30th at 10.55 Eastern Time. And maybe that is why my lip gloss has just disappeared. So anyway, how has everybody been doing? How has your week been thus far? This seems like it's Thursday, but it's just Tuesday, right? Yeah, but it's approaching a three-day weekend and I can't be more excited about that. So, um, I realized I don't even have my earrings. Okay, none of that matters. So, <laughs> let's get into these topics. Um, and, yeah, let's just get going. So, I don't know if you've heard about the New Jersey preschool teacher who was, um, they actually want to fire her because they said her looks were distracting. She is a really pretty teacher, but I still feel like, come on now come on now let's let's not treat the lady like this so let's get into what she had to say because she got she kind of clapped back on the people that's kind of like pretty much being ridiculous in my opinion let me see if i can get it going it is not in that reason you would think so right no 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 let's start her over because i don't think that's the beginning okay oh majority of the people that i see defending me on comments are women. women believe it or not a lot of women got my back <laughs> so i i would say people are just hating you know not guys it's not majority women it's really not it's not mm -mm. it is not in that reason you would think so right no 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 I have seen some men say some crazy stuff, and I'm just like, and not like the, the nasty, pervy stuff I'm talking about, some crazy, mean, disrespectful, wild things, like, bro, I'm a teacher, what are you doing? I teach babies. No, no, no kid is sitting in my classroom thinking that stuff. <laughs> so, like, what are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. One thing. Well, I mean, it's the fact that I think it's just the fact that you're distracting them. You're not necessarily, I can't get this together. You're not necessarily distracting the <laughs> the kids. You're distracting the men. And I think that's what their big deal is. But my whole thing is, come on. I think everybody just needs to get out of what the traditional teacher or the traditional person look like. If she's doing a good job and she's got a banging body, so what? Like, that has nothing to do with it. And that has nothing to do with students. Now, if she was in high school, maybe I can see how she could be distracting students. But little kids, no, no. I, I highly doubt. I really highly, highly doubt that. So anyway, it's saying that early this week we reported on the viral New Jersey preschool art teacher and his art on top of that. Um, art teacher that went viral after parents called her for being fired for distracting body. Clapping back, the teacher claims that majority of the people defending her in the comments are women. Yes, you are entitled to look however you look. You worked for where, you, where you're at, so miss me with that. They said a curvaceous teacher took 
took to her Instagram live and addressed the critics, claiming that the mothers at her high school and in her community are her biggest supporters. She claims that under all of the pages reporting the story, the mothers are in the comments. So basically, it's the dads. And I honestly thought it was opposite. I actually honestly thought it was the mom saying that she was distracting, but it's the guys. Come on now. Come on. It must be somebody that tried to talk to her and she was just like, no. I just feel like we're in 2022. And I feel like now there has been some type of energy in the air where men can now tell women what they're supposed to look like and how they're supposed to conduct themselves. Look, this is not the 1800s. Women are moving forward. We're moving forward. I know it looks like we may be doing too much or going beyond the traditional um, standards, but that's over with. That's over with. And it all started, you know, they're trying to do whatever in the courts and, and bring us back and have us in the house, giving, uh, making babies and cooking dinner. That's just not the dynamic anymore. And I feel like that's what all of this is about. It's just, that's just, just spreading around where women are just going too far. And I just think the whole idea is, is ridiculous. Look, Look beautiful, girl. Keep teaching the babies and and keep looking beautiful while doing it. So that's all I have to say about that one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, so let's go to the next thing right here. So let's see. So now Usher has called himself majority. Majority. Not oh, all. She's still talking. That's enough of her. All right. So let's go. <laughs> Like I said, this is a test run, but I just want to see how it's going to go. So the next thing is Usher. So Usher is saying he's not going to do a versus. I don't know if there, if you've heard the rumor where Chris Brown and Usher were going to do a versus because they're the only two that can really go against each other, which they do have a very, very like large, large, you know, um, amount of music out there a library, music library out there. So I just feel like, yeah, if they can go, if anyone can go against each other as far as stage presence, singing, I think that Chris Brown, that would be a great versus to just see them dance and sing all over the stage. That's just my opinion. However, Usher's not for that. He says that he is standing on the shoulders of Michael Jackson. That's what he said. And let's get into it. I should have my glasses. It says fans should hold their breath if they think they're going to get a versus battle from Usher because the burn hit maker insinuated in a new interview that he'd be competing against himself. The self-proclaimed king of R&B. <laughs> While some may disagree with the comment, which he made on the People Everyday podcast, there's no denying that Usher has earned a heap of accolades over the years on top of having sold over 100 million records worldwide. I mean, he was out when I was a kid. So Usher, Usher is that dude. Like, he's who I grew up with. I remember, he likes it my way. And I think it was an album before that, too. No, that's the same album where he was talking about a, a nickel. I can't think of the word. Anyway, I grew up with Usher. So, yeah, Usher is that dude. He is that dude. If you want to talk about King of R&B in this in this day and age, with this generation, I mean, we could technically give it to Usher. I really feel like we could technically give it give it to Usher. So he's saying when he was then quizzed on whether he considered himself the king of his genre, he responded saying, whatever you want to call it, yeah. I've been working to the point where I do own that, and I do deserve it, and I ain't going to ask for it no more. You're going to give it because I have worked for it. 
Okay, he claiming his crown now. The 43-year-old who has released eight studio albums since his debut self-titled project dropped in 1994, then went on to add that he stands on the shoulders of the number the number of legends that came before him, including Michael Jackson. It is James Brown that I stand on the shoulders of. It is Ronald Isley that I stand on the shoulders of. The father of four went on before finalizing his list with the likes of Luther Vandross, Barry White, Teddy Pendergrass, and Marvin Gaye. Now, what do you guys think of this? Now, I always go to the comments because the comments is where the fun, the fun things are. And some people are saying R. Kelly, Chris Brown is some of the top tier folks. And Usher does deserve some major follows, though. But I don't think that Chris, I feel like Chris Brown would be standing on the shoulders of Usher because Usher's been doing this thing for a really, really long time, even before we knew um, who a Chris Brown was. Now, Chris Brown, you know what? I take that back. I feel like Usher might be R&B for, for my generation and for the generation now. It may be Chris Brown, like the, the newer artists may be standing on Chris Brown's shoulders. What do you guys think about that? Because that's how I feel. I'm trying to see if there's anybody else they're naming. He's not wrong. Confessions alone proven. And I don't even, Confessions wasn't even my favorite Usher album. It was 87 on 1. That is my favorite Usher album. 8701 was hidden. Like, I loved it. Because um, it has one of my favorite uh, songs on the situations will arise. Yes, that's my song. They say if Kells wasn't damaged, he would have had that title. But Kells still wouldn't be our generation. Usher would be standing on his on his shoulders, in my opinion. Um, everybody's saying Breezy. So everybody's going between Chris Brown, Usher, Chris Brown, Usher. I feel like if you want to go with years, you definitely would go with Usher. You know, Chris Brown is a close second. You know what I'm saying? And R. Kelly, his music was dynamic, but because of everything going on, that kind of just blew it for him. So, um, but he still did make good music. He really did. He made good music. So I'll give that to him. But like I said, it's just, nah, it's just no one want to even bring up uh, R. Kelly at this, <laughs> at this point in time. All right. So, um, Let's go to the next thing. I don't have any commercials. That's why I said this is just a, a run through because I don't think I have any commercials that I can possibly do in between this. Um, let's see. Eh, let's put this one on. Yes, so I will put those links at the bottom when I am done with this because they should be on there. But you can always find me on www.beyourownkind.com. That's where everything is. Absolutely, absolutely everything is. <laughs> so um, you are. this will be on the audio version of the BYK podcast uh, probably tomorrow because I'm going to bed after this. Um, but <laughs> But um, if you want to listen to the audio, go ahead. If you're on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. If you're on Twitch, make sure you follow me. Like I said, I want to make this like a, a two to three day week thing just to see 
how to work and try to build my followership and still trying to build a community with being around kind. We've been here for a while. We've been around for a while. I have like a hundred and one or two podcast episodes that I'm going to replay over the next, over the rest of the year. So people may can just tune into some of my old um, episodes. So just, just go to www.beyourownkind.com to just get, um, just to listen to it. There's so many great content, so many great interviews, so much great things out there that um, I think that's just out to inspire and motivate. And it's, and it's, it's classic and timeless. Like it doesn't matter how old the episode is, it is still meant to inspire because I go back and listen to the old ones like, oh yeah. So, so just keep in mind and stay and stay stay in touch with the BYK podcast. We got some things coming, you know, coming in store, you know. Um, so we're we're, we're small, but we're a grand number. So, um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. That's my plug. <laughs> so I thought I I saw this and I thought that it was interesting to talk a little bit um a little bit about. And it says, I think it's crazy that somewhere out there, someone thinks you should suffer. Not knowing how much you suffered to get to this day and what is up next in life. They are so vile and vindictive. They want to see you fail because of their dislike for you. Truly disgusting. I, I resonated with this a little bit. And why? Because there are people like this. There are people that blatantly won't support you there are people that that won't even compliment you they see that you're doing things and they just won't say anything but someone doing the exact same thing you're doing they get the praise and they get the accolades and they get the attention and you're thinking well maybe i'm not good enough but i don't think it has anything to do with being good enough i think just some people just don't like you it's the fact that it's you so what do you do in that instance well Nothing, nothing, because I I read a long time ago that it's none of your business what people think of you. When we are so involved in other people's thoughts of us, we're we're in somebody else's business because at the end of the day, it's what you think of yourself. If you think that you're dope, if you think that you're capable, you think that you're talented, then that's what you are. Because so a man thinking in his heart, that's who he is or he or she is, you know. So I think that even if someone is being vindictive and being vow, let them be, let them be because it only hurts themselves because if you're out here doing your best and being your best and not out hurting anyone else, then I don't really think it's any of your business what a person think of you. So I thought that this was just a good, you know, mental tidbit that I could share because I think sometimes we get so caught up in other people's feelings about us. Oh, they don't like me or I don't understand why they just won't pay attention to me. I don't understand why they're just being so snotty. You have that coworker at work that want to CC the boss on the smallest things just to get just to get you in trouble where you have that family member that just always got to put your name in mess and stuff like that or you have friends that see you do things and once again and they just turn a blind eye they don't share any of your stuff not that you asking for money but they don't share anything they don't you know what I'm saying like it's just like okay you know and it and it's not and it's just off of the back of who you are yeah why would we waste our time thinking about that look if i don't have a problem with you then 
then it's no reason for me to put any more energy into this situation. Like that's just that's just how I've grown to be because I wasn't always like that. I wanted to to be liked and I want, didn't understand this and I didn't understand that. But then I grow up and I learned that I wasn't supposed to. It's none of my business, not my feelings. It's their feelings. So, I mean, it is what it is. So, um, yes, there are people out there like this, but I just want to encourage you and tell you, just do your thing. Like, don't worry about it. If it's not affecting you or your family or um, not involving violence or anything like that, and it's just somebody feeling a way about you, is more things that you could be focused on. That's all I'm saying. So, um, I thought I'd just share, share, just share that tip because when I read that, I'm just like, yeah, it is just because, cause you're you, you, you know, you just, and the thing is we meet people also that rub us the wrong way and we may not like, you know, the first time meeting them and it's none of their business, how we think of them. So it could go both ways. So I just thought I'd put my little two cents because that's the name of this <laughs> in for that, um, for that quote. Cause I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So anyway. Um, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> All right, so I'm going to stop sharing for a moment. And I do want to mention um, that I am, I've been mispronouncing this on almost everything. Like when I've done my old commercials or whatever, it's basically been mispronouncing it. It is actually coffee, K-O-F-I.com. Um, and I've been calling it coffee. So yeah, so anyway, you're wondering what am I talking about? Um, there I am on coffee.com, which is ko-fi.com, where you can just donate a matcha tea. The minimum, I believe, is three dollars, or you can you can do it um you can do it one time a monthly, or you or you could do higher than three dollars. We just ask that you just tip your girl a matcha tea. I love the matcha tea. It is so good. It is so good. And it supports the um it supports the platform um it costs to do these platforms and i know that a lot of people um think that hey it's just good content but these content creators out here they are spending loads of money on software just even being on Streamyard. people have to pay for that you know and not saying hey pay our bills or whatever but if you like what you see and you want to support you know the platform please feel free to support so that's my uh my other little commercial i need to get some commercials y'all <laughs> So the next thing I wanted to talk about was it was kind of alarming. Let me get into it. <clears throat> so let me see if I can start this over because I know they've been talking this whole time. So here we go. Ordeal for a little girl left behind. The child's parents say their six-year-old spent hours alone at a West Oak Lane daycare while her peers went on a field trip. Well, for just how this happened, we turn to Action News reporter Aliana Gomez, who's got the incredible details here. Aliana. Brian and Sarah, I can tell you that this incident is under investigation. And of course, as you can imagine, the six-year-old girl is still very shaken from what happened. And she's been kept home away from this daycare center, at least until she starts first grade next week. But her parents say they're speaking out today because they want to raise awareness and they want to make sure this doesn't happen to anyone else. Mount Airy parents Dana Jones and Mark Simpson want answers and accountability after they say their six-year-old daughter Jordan was left alone for seven hours at Creative Kids Daycare in Philadelphia, while her teachers and classmates went on a field trip to the Funplex in New Jersey. And she was told to go to the bathroom before they got on the bus. In the bathroom, she said, here's somebody, say, hurry up. And when she came out, everybody was gone. 
They say she walked outside on Ogun's Avenue looking for an adult, but became frightened and went back inside the daycare and cried for hours with no food or adult supervision. Here with a frightening ordeal for a little girl left behind. The child's parents say their six-year-old spent hours alone in a West Oak Lane daycare while her peer... Okay, so there are questions that I have for this. Question number one. When you get on the bus, I don't I don't know if you guys can think back on field trip, but when you get on the bus for a field trip, don't they have like a list of kids that they check off and make sure that they have everybody else? Number two, when they told her to go to the bathroom, how come somebody didn't check to see if she had left the bathroom? And number three, seven hours away and you still hadn't noticed that you're missing a kid because last time i checked not only do they check the names to go on the trip field trip when you guys return to the bus they make they do another roll call now this is when i went on field trips a long time ago so i'm just trying to figure out with all of those checks in place how did you know you were missing a kid how did you know that how did you do that how did you do that? And what excuse can you give? I'm trying to read through here and see if there's any excuse. Um, they're saying she could have went missing and she could have been harmed. That's true. Um, further investigation revealed that the center has several violations this year, including incomplete CPR training employees working at the center without clearance from the FBI. Even with that being said, so basically the, the school kids wasn't... <laughs> the school kids weren't I mean the, the teachers weren't equipped to do the job so you're saying that they didn't even have the basic qualifications completed so this is how they could have left the kid this is crazy and why is this daycare still open if they're known to not do the background checks and if they're known to not have CPR training clearly it's some more training that needs to be done and I feel like kids should just no longer go to this daycare that's so traumatizing so traumatizing and I hope the parents take legal action because that is ridiculous. Now this kid got abandonment issues. I mean, I know I'm making it deep, but stuff like that does shape who we are. Like, they took everybody but me. So I'm sitting there, and I'm hungry. I'm alone. And at first when I read it, I'm like, man, she had all the toys to play with. But I'm thinking as a 39-year-old, like, if my job left me when they went on the job work, and I'll be like, ah, yes, they left me. But no, this is a kid. So on the other hand, is the kid wants to participate, wants to be, you know, on the field trip or whatever. So it's just kind of like, dang, that really sucks. So um, I hope that the kid is okay, and I hope that the parents never return that child to that daycare. And that's that's just all I got to say about that. Okay, and so, so um, I am not really, like... I think Nicki Minaj has been around for a while. And during her 10-year reign, I believe what it is, um, she has, like, been standing alone. And I am so shocked to find out that she didn't have win any Grammys. She's just not, you know, getting her accolades and things of that sort. People even talking about her song, Super Freaky Girl, like, come on, girl, that's just Anaconda Part 2. And everybody's like, she didn't deserve her flat. But first, I don't care if she made a hickory dickory doc song at this point i do believe that she deserves her flowers like let's be honest here this lady has worked has worked and i know that she is just not liked and it seemed like anytime she tried to make two steps forward somebody's always bringing up um her husband's history bringing up some past stuff don't like her attitude it looks like she hasn't had a lot of support from artists and things of that sort but her work ethic is dynamic is dynamic and i feel like when music is about music 
she deserves her accolades and all this extra stuff that everybody's like saying she don't deserve this and that i just feel like that's out the window she's been incredible for 10 years she's she stood on her own for 10 years and even though you know she doesn't always get the respect from the other like female mcs these younger female mcs are actually like blueprinting their their, their blueprint is her whether you want to admit it or not you know, so it's like, I just feel like we're just going to skip over giving credit to what whose credit do or whatever. Anyway, I heard her speech and, and I'm, I'm, I am a fan, but I'm not a Barb or a super fan because I grew up during the time of like Foxy Brown and Little Kim and people like that. So I was a huge fan of her, which I also feel like, you know, um, Nikki kind of mimics uh, Little Kim as well. You know, don't shoot me for that. But I just feel like, you know, part of that, part of her, like the different color wigs and stuff, stuff like that, that just kind of reminds me of Little Kim in a bit, which was kind of weird. This is off topic, but it's really weird that the Beyonce fans are the beehive when Little Kim came out with being the B first, want to rumble with the B? I always wonder why Little Kim followers didn't get like a cute little name, especially like the Beehive because she was the original Beehive person. Anyway, I digress. So <laughs> back to what I'm um, speaking about. So, so she did her speech and I felt everything she said and I actually teared up because I felt like, man, this lady deserved this lady we about the same age but Nicki Minaj really deserved the flowers and I'm glad that we that she was able to get her flowers and I hope that she does get to get a Grammy because I feel like she deserves it there's a lot of bangers that I love of hers like her first album was amazing from beginning to end I loved everything about it I also like the peak I think it's the pink print I believe it is I like that one as well so pink Friday pink print I love those two albums of hers simply simply loved it so um let me just get into her speech hopefully i don't get flagged for it but i'm going to can i do this and you hear it i don't want to play around and you can't hear it let me see let me see here Written a speech, and today isn't she adorable? I jotted like something, something down, down on my phone, phone. And, and I gave it. I gave, I gave my, my phone, phone to Joe, to Joe and, and he's, he's not, not up, up here, here with, with it, it, which is which sad. Now I remember stuff. stuff. Her nails were cute. Um, well, well, first of all, I want to say to everyone here, God bless you and thank you. She's such a Sagittarius. And, um, and I, I want to say it because I never end up saying, saying anything, anything for plan. Plan. Right? right? Okay. okay. 
So, so I want to take a second to just say thank you to all the key people that inspired me. I wonder if she had just performed. She was a little out of breath. Who I think inspired my flow. Little Wayne, Foxy Brown, Lauren Hill, Jay-Z, and a lot of people was like, how come you didn't um, use Little Kemp in her flow? I don't think Little Kim and her had the same flow, but I do think it was similar, like similarities with style with them. Um, and then I wrote people who gave me huge opportunities that I'll never forget. Kanye West, Beyonce, Madonna, Mariah Carey, Eminem. Britney Spears, Rihanna, and all my Caribbean people, but thank you for everything and all Jamaica, Skate Walk One. Yeah, that song, Monster, probably the best verse she's ever had. I forgot all about that song. Uh, of course, you guys, I have to thank Drizzy for always saying the things that I need to hear to get me back in the game. My whole Young Money family, Baby Slim, Mac. My, my Republic family, Monty Avery, my babies, Wendy, Joe, Josh, Rafa, the whole Republic building. I wrote this down. I don't know why, y'all, but this was, this was in my spirit to say. I wish that Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson were here. Me too. I wish that people understood what they meant and what they were going through. I wish people took mental health seriously, even for the people who you think have the perfect lives. That is so important because we look at these celebrities and we're like, oh my God, their life is perfect. It is not. I wish Pop Smoke and Juice World and Nipsey Hussle were here. R.I.P. Daddy, my cousin Richard. And my, my business manager, Angela, Angela, who I never got to say rest in peace too publicly. To all the artists, producers, and writers who, who, come, who contributed to any of my projects, who all the people who allowed me, I'm sorry, also to all the people who allowed me to feature on their work. Thank you. I featured on so many people's music and albums. And, and I want you to know that I appreciate each and every one of you. I don't, I don't take, take that for granted. Thank, thank you for giving me a chance to show my skills. MTV, thank you for always being amazing to me. And look, there's one more. It's like she was like so full of emotion and trying not to cry like she was trying to get through it. Hold on. You, you better lay low. Hold on. I got this. That's mine. That's mine. Hold on. The bars. Bars. And that's the part that made me cry because through all that she went through, um, through all the, the, the allegations, through all of the rumors, like I still got warmed up from that. Her barbs hold her down. That's what I'm talking about. For anybody that's not for you, it is so many people, <laughs> so many people that are for you. So for anyone that seems against you, there are people that are for you. That are for you, that'll rock with you, whether up or down. And those are the people that we need to pay attention to and not those people that, that are opposite. You know what I'm saying? So that part right there, when she said that, it almost felt like she was about to cry. And I, and I actually was tearing up. You know what? Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and two, you guys are my babies, but I have a new baby. Y'all, hold on, 
I have a new baby. His name is Papa Bear. She is crying. Mommy loves you so, 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 so much. But you guys, thank you. Go right now. I just put out my first greatest hit album, y'all. Queen Radio album, Body One. Nah, I love you guys. Thank you. I loved everything about that acceptance speech. Like, it was so heartfelt like I feel like it was so heartfelt like she thanked everyone all the rumors that people were you know were saying that she like I know her and Mariah Carey probably didn't they said that she didn't get along and all the people that she was naming right there <laughs> those are the people that she so-called don't get along with and whether you get along with or not you got to give credit to who credit is due and I just thought I don't know I don't know I I just recently got into the the background Nicki Minaj like I said I listened to her music but I didn't realize how blackballed she was and I don't even know what started it there's so many conspiracy theories and this is not that type of podcast but it's just like she just really like she just had to had it for and it seemed like she's just a person who you can't tell her what to do she is who she is and she's confident in who she is and like I said going back to that teacher a, a, like a lot of old like old thoughts and old societal whatever women are supposed to be confident in themselves what do you mean confident in yourself what do you mean you're gonna go this way and not this way you're not gonna be the traditional women I need everybody to wake up especially these old traditionalist men like women are coming into their own they're not just this subservient oh, what do you need type? No, women are being entrepreneurs. Women are, are, are you know, setting trends. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, no, we, we breaking barriers. Like we're not going back to the house on the prairie. No, women, we have arrived and we're staying. So you need to get used to it. You just need to get used to it and you need to get used to it now. So um, kudos to Nicki Minaj. I'm so excited for her. I really, really am. And I look forward to whatever she has coming in because I'm for it. Yes. So, um, I, normally I would have a commercial here, but we don't have one. So, right now, so for the last, um, the last, uh, thing that I want to talk about topic was student loans. Now there are arguments about student loans, like huge arguments about student loans. And, um, I believe now that Biden has put out like this Pell Grant stipulation, if you if you have one, 20, don't 10 or something like that. And a lot of people are upset because they're just like, well, if I pay my loans off or why my, why do I have to help pay somebody else off? Or there's that other thing where I pay my my tax money is going to this. You shouldn't have took out a loan if you didn't have the money or whatever. But that's easy to say if you haven't been in that situation. You know what I'm saying? And there was someone on my personal Facebook page that was just kind of like, okay, great. Now we got to pay everybody loans. And there was a person underneath. And so eloquently put it in, and she was like, I pay all my loans off and yet I still don't oppose to helping those that didn't have that don't have the chance to pay their loans off and I thought that that was just so eloquently put like yes I was able to pay my loans off but that doesn't mean everybody else can afford to do that same thing so um I thought this this was interesting because this article came across I don't know I came across it (laughs) so um the name of it is is it fair to forgive student loans examining three of the arguments of a heated debate so raising so the three things are right here gotta love biden so it says 
Um, critics are questioning the fairness of the plan and warn about the potential impact on inflation should the students with the forgiven loans increase their spending. So here we go. Raising living standards or adding fuel to inflation. That's the first argument. Undoubtedly, student debt is a big burden for a lot of people. It is. A lot of people can't buy houses. A lot of people can't lease cars. A lot of people can't do anything. A lot of people, I believe when I got my first um, bill um, and they told me I was going to be 57 before I paid everything off, I literally cried. It was like three in the morning and I was like shaking and crying and, and super upset. And my husband had to literally take the bill out of my hand and be like, Renita, Renita, it's not like you're going to pay this right now. So, you know, go to bed. But it is a lot of strain on a lot of people's lives, you know, just trying to pay. Like my first bill was like a thousand, a thousand dollars, you know, just just getting out of college, graduating. I ain't got that. <laughs> but it says under Biden's plan, 43 million people stand to have their loan payments reduced, while 20 million would have their debt forgiven altogether. People whose payments are cut or eliminated should have more money to spend elsewhere. Maybe buy a car, put a down payment on a house, or even put money aside for their kids' own college saving plans. Because baby, when um, if if God bless me with kids, the first the first time I found out I'm pregnant, I am starting. I should start now. I am starting a bank account for them because we're we're paying out of pocket. If you want to go to college, if you want to do a trade, and here's another thing, like. Certain generations was pushing college because that was supposed to be the key to living a life you want to live, um, financial freedom, things of that sort. And there's a lot of people I know that have gotten degrees and they don't even work work in that that field. Like, let me look this up right quick. This is off subject, but I just want to look like um, how. Wait a minute. What percentage of people? graduate graduate college work in their field i'm not the best google person so it's saying as of october 2020 67.1 of females and 67.6 males recent college graduates with bachelor's degrees were employed so the unemployment rate for the male recent college graduates with bachelor's degrees was 16 and 10 percent for females I said work in a field. So in great news, many students are reaping the benefits of their academic success to find their way into their first jobs. College, college graduate ages 25 to 34 boost an employment rate of 86%. But is that the field that they're supposed to be in? Let me see. Um, so they're saying that if you're curious about how a degree contribute financially, that the average job pays $18 per hour with a bachelor's degree. That's an estimated salary of $37,000. <sighs> this is not answering. So it said, add to that, the fact that unemployment rates are at their lowest since 1969. But this is not saying people who are in their field. This is just saying um people that in addition to dealing financially only here it is in addition to dealing with financial insecurity only 46 percent of college grads surveyed say they work in their field so 46 percent 29 work in a different field and 16 of those um are under the age of 55 say they are currently unemployed so 46 is still a higher percentage of people that are currently in their field. But I just know so many people in my life personally that are not in their field. Um, it took me to maybe 20, no, 30, 
30 something. I don't know. It took 34 is when I finally got into my field. But that is because I went to undergrad and went back to graduate school. And then I was finally in my field of human resource. So, um, I mean, I guess the statistics uh, can, you know, play out right. But even with a master's, I still feel like, you know, um, that pay that's now for masters used to be for bachelors. So, um, if you know, jobs are, I don't know. I don't know. Everybody say go get a master's. So you go get the master's and you're still learning a job paying as much as you was with, with a bachelor's. Yeah, it's kind of disheartening. So I guess it's just, I always say for people that go to college, it's just good to just network, 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 and network. And network with as many people as you are so that you can um, go into doors and, and have some opportunities float to you that you normally wouldn't if you were just going off your own knowledge. So um, networking is important. Even if you have already graduated, I always say just network with people. Go to some networking events, carry a card. I don't care if you don't have a business. Have a business card that has your <laughs> that has your name, that, of course your name, but your name, your email, and your phone, and even like your um, your handles, your social social media handles. Always have a card where when you're networking that you can hand to someone because you never know who has that opportunity for you and everybody is not going to be looking up your Instagram at that moment. So I just think make a business card. I don't care if you don't have a business. Make a business card. Always have some type of piece of information in your wallet that is representative of who you are. So, yeah. So back to this. Um, people whose payments are cut or eliminated should have more money. Oh, I said that already. So critics say that additionally spending power would just pour more gasoline on an inflationary fire in an economy where businesses are already struggling to keep up with consumer demand. That makes the point. Inflation remains near its highest rate in 40 years, and the Federal Reserve is moving to aggressively raise interest rates in hopes of bringing prices back under control. Huh. So not all economists believe that debt forgiveness will do much to fuel inflation. I mean, could it get any worse? You go to the grocery store, don't even get me started. It is so high in the grocery store. It is so high in the grocery store. So debt forgiveness is not like the 1,200 relief checks the government sent out last year, which some experts say added to inflationary pressure. Borrowers won't suddenly have $20,000 deposited in their bank accounts. Instead, they'll be relieved of making loan payments over many years. And I'm down with that. Put the money there. Don't give me the $20,000. Don't give broke people $20,000. Put it where it applies. My dad used to do that. Like when my dad paid my rent, he paid it straight to the rental place because he was like, well, at least I know you have a roof over your head. Do not give. Do, do, do not. Just just, just do not pass go. Put it right to the account. And then you don't even have to worry about it. You don't even have to think about it. You just wake up and it's like Christmas. Like, ah, oh, it's twenty to $10,000 cheaper or whatever or lower or whatever. So the next thing is... Um, Oh, they say restarting them will take money out of their borrower's pocket, offsetting some of the additional spending power that comes with loaning forgiveness. I just think you're giving people financial freedom. Like, that's what I feel like. I feel like it's just financial freedom. And so the second argument is helping lower income Americans or a sop to the rich. Another big point of contention has to do with fairness. Now, this is what I've come across. It says forgiving loans would effectively transfer hundreds of billions of dollars in debt from individuals and families to the federal government and ultimately the taxpayers. Here is my argument with this. 
No one complained about taxpayer money with the stimulus. Nobody complained about taxpayer money with these PPP loans and these idle loans and this and that. And, and the PPP loans got forgiven. Nobody said anything about that. But when it comes to student loans, now it is a huge debate. And I am just so confused by that. So it's saying some believe that transfer effectively penalizes people who scrimped and saved to pay for college as well as the majority of Americans who don't go to college. So why am I paying for somebody else's tuition when I didn't even go to college? This, that's what the, the, the mindset is. They might not mind subsidizing a newly minted social worker making $25,000 a year, but they might bristle at underwriting debt relief for a business school graduate who's about to go to Wall Street and earn six figures. So they're saying if you are majoring in art and you're not going to come out making a six-figure job, then why should we have to fund that? What? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think that the, the picture is being missed because the people that get overlooked, like the support teams, like your HR, your administrators, your, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there are people, like your artists. You know, or your your um your actors and actresses, people of the arts, they don't come out start making a lot, but they make an impact. They make an impact on your social media. They make an impact on photography. Um, impact on video videos and things of that sort. So these people that keep the world going, are we just supposed to say, well, screw your loans because you're not you're not making a certain figure? But this banker, who is going to be upper class and get all these tax breaks in the future it's okay for us to pay their loan off is that that's what i'm understanding is is that's what i'm understanding because because that's what i'm thinking like huh but then this other person who is lower cats lower class or middle class is also paying towards taxes and please believe that the people that own these loans they are taxpayers too so not only are is this money going towards their tuition, it's going towards other people's tuition too. I don't know. I, I don't I don't I don't I don't know. So anyway, the White House estimates 90% of the debt relief will go to people making under 75k a year. Taxpayers. Um, lower income borrowers who qualify for Pell Grants in college are eligible for twice as much debt forgiveness as other borrowers. But individuals making as much as 125k and couples making up to 250k are eligible for some debt forgiveness. Subsidizing college for those upper income borrowers might rub people the wrong way. But just because you make 150k or 250k as a couple, don't mean you're not in debt. Because there are people that make six-figure jobs all the time, and they're just as much in debt as the person making 40K. You know what I'm saying? It, it just all depends on the situation. It's rough out here, y'all. It's rough. <laughs> so um, they say, I still think a lot of this benefit is going to doctors, lawyers, MBAs, other graduates that have very high earning potential and may even have very high earnings this year already says Mark Goldwyn, Senior Policy Director at the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget. But there are also doctors who have thousands of dollars in debt. There are thousands of dollars in debt. Lawyers have thousands of dollars in debt. So yes, they're making this six-figure a year, but half of that is going towards paying their student loans. Like this is for people, this because people have student loans and 
and they have this debt domain they're not paying towards it and i think that is the misconception there are people that have student loans that has never paid a dime that has never tried to work on a deferment none of that stuff you know and they just let it default but there are people that budget and have been paying on their student loans and then they get a letter in the mail like me like you're going to be 100 before you pay your student loans off that's disheartening that's disheartening. So so our doctors are supposed to be worried about paying their student loans while they perform a surgery on me? Give them some relief, baby. Because let me see. How, how What is the average debt for a doctor? Let's see. What is the average uh, college loan debt for a doctor? They are saying that for the class of 2021, the AAMC found that the average medical school debt among students students attending a public school was $194,280. 74% of med students at a public college said that they had educational debt. So even if they are making six figures, they owe six figures for their loans. I just don't see nothing wrong. I'm not a doctor. I don't make six figures, but yet I understand. I understand where this is coming from, you know? And so the third argument is helping those in need or making college tuition worse. So are we helping those in need or are we making college tuition worse? Here's the thing. Why don't we just lower college, college tuition as a whole? And then this won't be a problem in the future. Let's be a little proactive about this. So anyway, Goldwyn also complains. Goldwyn had a lot to say on Goldwyn. Goldwyn also complains that the loan forgiveness doesn't address the larger problem of soaring college tuition costs. And it doesn't. I agree with that. In fact, he suggests it might make that problem worse, like a Band-Aid that masks a more serious infection underneath. For years, the cost of college education has risen much faster than inflation, which is one reason student debt has exploded. By forgiving some of that debt, the government will provide relief to current and former students. But Goldwyn says the government might encourage future students to take on an even more debt while doing little to instill cost discipline in schools. People are going to assume there's a likelihood that debt is canceled again and again, Goldwyn said. And if you assume there's a likelihood it's canceled, you're going to be more likely to take up more debt up front. That's going to give college students more pricing power to raise tuition without pressure and offer more low value degrees. The old rule in economics is when the government subsidizes something, you tend to get more of it. And that includes high tuition and college debt. I can see that. I can totally see that. But we could just lower the cost and then it wouldn't have to be any subsidizing. I think that 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 would help it right there or allow people to file bankruptcy on their student loans. It's so many things that can be done that's just not being done. So this is this is just a Band-Aid. This isn't like fixing a problem. It's Band-Aiding it just, just for the, it looks like it's just for the purpose to get people, to free up people's pockets so they can pour more into the economy and get into more additional debt. So I do see the different, arguments and I do you know I can't empathize with all of that but to those that are suffering in debt and trying to figure out how they're going to pay these loans either they're going to pay their loans or they rent that is just not a good position to be in and a lot of people say well why did you take out the loan they took out the loan because they wanted to go to school and couldn't afford it and 
And here's the thing about like, what about the government accountability? Because you're handing thousands of dollars to like 18 year olds, 18 year olds that didn't know anything about scholarships. When they hit graduate school, they didn't know nothing about fellowships. I know I didn't. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the lack of education on how to get stuff paid or your parents just trying to like, you know, make it from paycheck to paycheck and don't have pennies to put into college funds. But it's people that wanted to get out of that situation and they and they thought that school was the way and school was the way for some. And so they took these loans out in order to fulfill their goals or get out of the situation that they were in. So it's so easy for a person to judge another person when they haven't been in, that sh- in, been in those shoes. You know, it, 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 and it's like, well, I don't want to pay, but there's a lot of things that taxpayer money pay for and no one says anything about it, anything about it, anything. And I am not just saying this because I owe loans. I'm saying this because I know a whole bunch of people who are in this situation that has no buying power and they're just, just, they're just confusing. And, and you, and it's like that, that, what is it, that debt to something ratio, I can't think of it because it's 11 o'clock at night. But I'm just saying like that it's, it, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. So it doesn't matter how many times I pay off all my other accounts. I still got this lingering debt, you know, for school or whatever. And it makes you regret going to school. And I don't want to be in a position where I regret. I don't regret it. I'm just going to be honest. Even with me owing loans or whatever, I don't regret it because I am in a job that fits what I wanted to do. And I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with that. However, the whole hanging debt over my head. Yeah. Yeah. It can be very stressful. So will some people sleep better at night knowing that 20 to 10 K has been reduced off their, their, their loan? Yes. Yes. And we will still continue as taxpayers paying for stuff and helping others because that's what that's what the tax dollars are for and that's what they're going to be used for and there's nothing you could do to really stop where our money is being allocated to but at least it's it's being allocated to people that need help and yes there is the argument that some people you know take advantage of the system but i always try to just look at those that don't that really need it and the ones that are you know, that are just abusing the system, well, they're not really getting that far because they don't really, that's what they want to do. They want to get off on someone, but there, but for anybody who's trying to get off on the system, there are people that are actually benefiting from the system, benefiting from the system. And we can't always assume that it's always a bad thing to help somebody else. Because even if you didn't go to college, somebody out there who didn't even go to college is in a lot of debt. Debt is just, just with inflation, I feel like it's rising. Like I really do, you know? So if they have a program, well, Hey, you know, we know that groceries are going up. So, you know, um, we're going to give everybody a food card, you know what I'm saying? And and everybody can just buy groceries with the government food card. Then will that be a waste of taxpayers money? If everybody is granted, you know, a, a link card to, to, to pay for their groceries, so, I mean, let's just, just just think of the bigger picture with that. That's just, that's just all I have to say about that. Because I can keep going on and on about it. And, and somebody ate me up on Twitter about it. They really did. To the point where they came in my way and everything. I'm like, you are just, you are just, you just sick of, sick of my shit. Because you just, you just going on and going on to the fact where you're attacking my weight. 
you're just being nasty for the point of being nasty. No, no, we got to do better as we got to do better as a people. We really do. We have to do better as a people to be there for people, to have empathy for humanity. You know what I'm saying? So I think I'm off my soapbox. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so this was a fun tester. Um, I do not have the days because I am, look, I'm a Gemini and uh, scheduling is really hard for me. <laughs> but I do want to do two or three days, you know, to come online and just talk. And um, hopefully I have some, you know, next time I want to have some commercials and some fillers and things like that for you to get into. But if, when you do watch this, because it's super late, please be sure to subscribe if you're on YouTube and to follow if you're on Twitch. And to go to beyourownkind.com. Why can't I say this today? Beyourownkind.com. Also, be sure to tip your girl a matcha tea at um, coffeeko-fi.com slash beyourownkind24. And until next time. Until next time. Don't forget to be kind to yourself and to be kind to each other. And I will talk to you all soon. Bye.